Hello and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Each week on the show, I talk about different aspects of pricing, sometimes with interviewees and sometimes just on my own, but also about how to manage finances in your small business. Pricing is one of the biggest issues in every small business, as this can be the difference between making a profit and making a loss. So I hope to inspire you with interesting stories and practical tips about how to improve your pricing and make more money in your business. I have a background in corporate businesses and have now brought this to the small business world. And I want to inspire you that you can put your prices up at any time and make more money. On today's show, I'm talking to Fleur Emery. Fleur is the founder of Real Work, and I've been a member of the online co-working community for the last four months or so. And I absolutely love the way she runs her community and her energy and stuff is really, really impressive. So without further ado, on with the show. So today on the show, I've got Fleur Emery and she's going to introduce herself. Hello, my name is Fleur Emery. I'm the founder of Real Work, the online co-working space for women. Uh, Does that sound... um... Swishy enough? Yeah, sounds swishy enough. And um, and I'm a member of Real Work and I love it. And it is brilliant because it's just online. I don't want to go to a co-working space. I don't want to have to commit to all of that sort of stuff. And actually, it's lovely to meet virtually all these people. I'm hoping to eventually be able to meet them in person, but not just yet. Your fellow Real Workers in yeah. the People's Republic of Real Work. <laughs> yes. So tell me a bit about how you started Real Work. And, you know, this is obviously a pricing podcast, so we're going to talk a little bit about how you set your prices and that sort of thing with it. But but tell me a bit about how it started. So I, I come from a background of industry. I worked for 15 years starting food and drink companies of my own and was so sort of spent a lot of time in factories with hairnets on and um, selling and delivering and operations and that kind of thing. And then I had a kid on my own and sort of had a bit of a career pivot and um, in lockdown came up, well, came up with this idea to connect other freelancers and business founders like me um, virtually because that was all we had available and sort of patch together a kind of a a concept based loosely on other women's business memberships that I'd observed, but sort of my own flavor. I went on Instagram and said, you know, do you you fancy doing this? And just got a resounding yes, which was just absolutely fantastic and just what I needed. And we've sort of um, reverse engineered it from there, if you like. We sort of got to yes, and the people who opted in, I said, thank you, that's fantastic. This is what I can give you, you know, my energy, my experience, my leadership, you know, my, I will show up, I will, you know, be here for you. And, but don't really know what I'm doing. I haven't done this before. And so it's a work in progress. Let's collaborate and learn on the job. And everyone came in open-heartedly and the whole thing, has just developed a life and personality of its own very quickly. And I've kind of done that corny thing of making the business that I needed and wanted for myself really. Yeah. But isn't, but isn't that what we all want? <laughs> yeah, I mean, great. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, lucky Yeah, yeah. Me. But also designed by you, so not totally, never totally lucky. But where, so how did you decide how much it was going to be and how it would work and all of that sort of stuff? Right, do you want the real story or do you want the or the 
PR no, no, the real story. spin. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. So the real. This is this is the real the the real story is. Lockdown happened. I was at home with a five year old. Boris Johnson went on telly and waggled his angry little fists at us and told us that there was something dangerous in the air and we had to stay at home. And all my work was cancelled, Sally. <laughs> but prior okay. to that, I was um, doing business events at the wing. I was doing speaking events, a couple here and there at universities or, you know, that kind of thing. And literally you know, the whole runway of income that I had lined up sort of a few months ahead, like an average freelancer was just wiped off the table. And I was sat at home with no income runway and a kid, five-year-old, who, and was just sat there and I thought, oh, this is, hmm. So this idea that had been fizzing around in my head, is like, okay, fine, right, let's do it. And the pricing came from nothing more sophisticated than me looking at my life, looking around me and thinking, okay, how much money do I need to make to keep the lights on in our life while, you know, the government and, um, you know, the scientists work out, you know, if this is the end of the world or not. And I thought, right, I reckon they'll take about three months to give us a sensible picture of actually what's happening in the world. <laughs> Honestly, that was I my calculation. I think it was all our calculation at the I reckon, time. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon I need a grand to just get, you know, get a veggie box, keep the electric and the mobile and the broadband on and get Disney Plus or some nonsense to, you know, act as a, um, a childcare while I was working. And so I said, right, I need to earn three grand. How many people, if I go on Instagram now, and announce this with no preparation. How many people do I reckon will sign up? I reckon 10. So it's gonna be 300 pounds. 300 pounds, three months, 100 quid a month, 10 people, I'll make three grand. Um, over that, you know, I can work out what they these 10 people need. I feel really confident that I can deliver masses of value for them over three months, great, job done, fine. Here's the button, press here if you wanna join. And how many people joined? Oh, this is a drama. A lot. 17 grand I got. Incredible. Kading, shall I tell you what it reminds me of? Where I live, there's a, a crummy fun fair on the pier. And um, my kid's pretty innocent of the wild, wider world. She doesn't know Disneyland exists, for example. We're very, very local and sort of we have a very small life. And we went with my dad and her. We were walking past having an ice cream. And she said, oh, can we go? This was a couple of years ago. And they had one of those ring the bell things. You know, it was, it's completely rigged and you could win a, um, a, what's that, meerkat. Oh, like a pair of the market thing, thing. yeah. The meerkat, yeah. You could win one of those yeah. fluffy things. And my kid was like going, oh, we want to do it, I want to do it, I want a meerkat. I said, no, it's a trick, it's a con. And my dad grabbed the mallet, ding, ring the bell straight up, give us the meerkat. So that's what it was, that's what it was like on that day when I put the button on, I said, hey, everyone, come and do this thing. Ding, won the meerkat. It's great. I felt incredible. I felt like I was Madonna or something. How does she feel? She feels yeah, good. Yeah, do you think? Yeah. Well, you hope so, don't you? Yeah. It, when she was in her, um, you know, grinding heyday. Yes, not, not more. Yeah. Some of the more recent stuff, less so. So 
lots of people say you can't make sales on social media and you can't get people. So did you already have quite a big audience? And yeah. Shall I, yeah, I'll tell you what I tell you what I did. So at the time I just thought, wowie, but and it's really super, you know, that that happened. But in all seriousness, also like I really should caveat to anyone listening and thinking I want that to happen to me. I would say I'm long enough in the game that I know an opportunity when I see one. And when that happened and that 17 grand came in, I didn't just trouser the money and expect it to happen again in three months time. You know, I looked at, you know, how to, you know, I saw it also as a responsibility. All of these people in the pandemic have put their money into my account. What for? What is the value exchange? So obviously I was on a high for 24 hours and then I wake up and then I have a very serious job to do that I need to deliver. And so I spent that money. I invested that in a, you know, in the software I needed, the people I needed, the help I needed because I hadn't done it before. So this is not a get rich quick spiel at all. You know, I had a great day on that day. I've had lots of bad days before that and since. But that was, you know, it was a lot of fun and I got the make at that day. Um, prior prior to that, I think in in on reflection, the conditions, there was kind of a perfect storm for me in that I'd been um, very active on Instagram from scratch for 18 months or so prior to that. So for 18 months, I've been showing up every day and giving value um, of sort of <laughs> variable content as I worked out what it was I had to say, but I'd been showing up and you know, giving a lot of personality and energy for 18 months without really selling anything. You know, I dabbled with a couple of courses which hadn't really done much, you know, I'd had a, but I hadn't really done a big sales pitch. So I think there was a lot of people who had been engaging with me who, you know, were waiting for some way to work together. And probably the reason that I came up with that idea was because I could feel that. You know, normally out in the real world um, of social media, historically, the people who've hired me consultancy wise are scale up food businesses that have investors. And um, so they pay me quite large consultancy fees. And then on Instagram, I was meeting loads of really interesting women who I really liked, but a lot of people who are um, who are at concept or development stage or were freelancers. So they were expressing interest saying, can I can you can I hire you and I was and I was saying yeah but no but yeah but no because it's not really appropriate because you're it, it you know it's not a match and so I probably without explicitly knowing that that's probably the the hunch you know that's the the the, the, it's the blood in the water that I was sniffing and um plus lockdown meant that people needed to connect and I sort of had a captive audience, you know, it's like a, what do they call like a goldfish in a bowl type thing. There was that, which I, again, I didn't really think about or realize at the time because we didn't really understand what lockdown meant then. But in re retrospect, I feel yeah, like- Yeah, it's gone on for much longer audience. than we ever insisted. You know, it's gone um, on for a whole year. So it's really on and off and it well more than now. And actually, yeah. I think it means that actually people have gone, well, do I- do I want to do in-person stuff? And I haven't been able to do it. So it becomes a much more obvious thing. Yeah. So I, I think it was kind of like one of those right thing, right time. 
I had a lot of energy and a lot of confidence and enthusiasm, which I also suspect having spoken to a lot of women, those were the things that people felt lacking. And so I was just jumping onto the stage going like, you know, do you want to come do this? Come, come and do this, you know? And, um, yeah, people went. And I think partly as well, the drive that you have, which is I need to keep the lights on. And sometimes it's a good thing. And sometimes it's, I think it can be a real, it can be a real driver to go, actually, I need to keep the lights on in my house. But often, you know, you don't always need to, but there's a bit of. Yes, but Sally, we should, yeah. But there's a caveat there, which is, I use that expression. It's it's actually, it's an expression that from poker, I used to play poker and I had, you know, there's minicab drivers lingo, you know, that I picked up some that I like. But actually, if I didn't earn £3,000, the lights would not go off in my house because my dad owns this house and he would pay the electricity bill if we had to. So I haven't had to ask him to pay the electricity bill ever, but I do have someone in my life who can pay that bill for me if we need to. And so actually that gave me the space to be that confident. And I think that's a really important point because you know, my energy and ebullience comes from a, um, you know, people talk about um, abundance mentality. I have an abundance mentality. I came from abundance, you know, lucky me. So I don't particularly, that's why I don't really sort of talk a lot about that sort of spiel about, oh, you know, you need to just believe that the world will give you stuff. Well, the world gave me stuff. You know, I, you know, I had, you know, nice holidays in a safe place and someone who wanted to chat to me, great, good for me. And a teacher who was interested in me and, you know, nice lunches. So I come from that and that's why I kind of bring that. And it, so it's an, it's an asset, but it's an unearned asset, I would say. It's not, you know, that's not because I, I have, I didn't work for that. It's, you know, it's good to drop that in. So my position you know, winning the meerkat on that day. There was a lot of right time, right place. There yeah. was 15 years of graft and expertise and all of that stuff that I've got in. And I had a guest lectureship at UCL. So, you know, I've- There's lots of authority around. <laughs> I've got all of that in the bank that I brought. I brought, yeah, authority and I brought courage and focus and all those things. But also there's quite, you know, a big- dash of privilege source yeah I, think that's, yeah I think that's true and I think it is often difficult if you are kind of really kind of going actually I really need to earn money and I think that can be a really much more challenging place to come from if I'd have been at risk of, yeah if I'd have been hit with a five-year-old at risk of losing my home would have been very different and it might have been much harder you might have still been able to turn up but much more much harder to have that sort of level of energy and then going through so you did your first three months and obviously it's it carried on for a while doing term so tell me a bit about how all that's moved yes so what so so what's really interesting about that is um i'm also a salesperson <laughs> you know i'm i'm a you know hopefully i'm a, i'm not you know hopefully i'm a trustworthy salesperson i really believe in value a fair value exchange i want people to feel like they have a good deal and if they don't i want to know about it and i care about that but i am a salesperson i really like selling things i enjoy it i enjoy cutting a deal and so I didn't go out on social media and saying, you'll join for three months so that I can sleep at night and not worry about my phone bill. I said, 
you know, you can join for three months because we're going to make the program three months long so you can get to know each other. And that's all true as well. You know, it was a, you know, people did get to know each other and there were benefits from people joining for three months and that commitment. And so I asked for commitment for them for my own reasons, but they benefited from that commitment because they then sort of bedded in. Um, and it became a bit of a, do you know what it's, you know, What's interesting about this is that sometimes we put things in place in our businesses early doors because we just need to get things moving. And we think, oh, I'll sort of revisit that and I'll really sense check it <laughs> in a little while, but the little while never comes. So we did another term like that and then another term. And then we had all these associated problems of people saying, what can I join now? No, it's not the beginning of term. And then you know, you don't like to say come back later because if someone wants to buy in, I hate to say no, I want them to buy in then because they might not come back. Waiting list, I don't really like waiting list, managing waiting list. Just, you know, there's all these different kind of things. I joined on this day, the money came out on that day, all of this kind of stuff. It just turned out to be an absolute pain in the bum. So, and also people didn't really, they didn't, they just didn't really, really like it. They just, they tolerated it. Real workers tolerated it. Um, and there were things about it which didn't work. So for example, in the community, it meant that um, everyone, all the new people would arrive at one go, in one go. And the current real workers would feel trepidatious about that. One thing that is incredible about real work, because it's quite expensive, it's 115 quid a month. People think about it before they join. And when they join, they really show up and get to know each other. They really create, and that's one of the magic things in it, that they create lasting relationships, which they then own, that are theirs. So if they just join for a little while, they still make you know, deep work connections and personal connections that they can take with them. Yeah, and it's been, that's been, I have to say, that's been a really value. I've been a member now for like four months, I think, and it's been a really valuable part of it is to be able to just ask somebody to, like, what do you think about this? And just a safe space where actually you're working with, you're dealing with people who maybe you don't work really closely with, particularly at the beginning, but they become friends, kind of you might work with them, but actually it's a safe space where you're kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't have to worry about, where this is going yeah and 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 how that plays out which is the, the which is magic when i started to realize that it was magic was when people will come in and say things like um i've just won an, an industry award for blah 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 but actually what they don't know is i just lost my last client or something like that you know so on linkedin and on those things we put on you know we show them the good news but what we sort of accidentally created was a place where people could give the whole story. And that's how, you know, when and we could be our real selves and really, you know, without risk of being canceled because it's not social media and we have a privacy policy that people stick to. You know, we have a, we had a head, we have a head of culture and people. And each week in the real work team meetings, we talk about the culture and about sustaining a culture and making how, and you know, real nuance around that. If we say this, if, if I say this as the leader, how does that make people feel? You know, how, how what does that do? What, and when, people really share and we get real magic. What what did we do that made that person able to do that? What were the conditions? How can we replicate those conditions? So we're kind of doing all of that in there. So, 
And so what happened with the three months thing that we I'd kind of saddled myself with it. And it meant that we got into this kind of three monthly selling cycle, which I hadn't chosen, I'd just accidentally created. And so we had real workers on the inside, trepidatious about a whole new bunch of people arriving on the same day, you know, into our place because they felt like, you know, real work, you know, is collaborative. People feel like it's their place, they have ownership of it. And so I, you have to say, oh, trust me, I'm going to introduce, you know, 20 new people tomorrow. And it seems a lot. Um, and also, they, as I spent all the money on a team and we've got, you know, three three team members and other people who do bits and bobs um that's a big pressure you know i was I, I put pressure on myself because then i'd have to go and you know show up and sell you know 15 grand's just to sort of cut, to wash our face i had to sell 15 grand's worth of places you know in a week it's a lot and yeah that's you know so what I'd actually done was I'd set up a system that needed me. So that 17 grand was my maximum performance ever by miles, you know, financially. I'm not, you know, that is just completely new experience for me. And I then set up a system whereby I had to repeat that stellar performance every three months as a baseline. And so that was too much pressure it just didn't you know I'm, I'm quite relaxed about pressure on the whole I'm quite confident capable person I trust myself but if you look at it like that it doesn't really make much sense because why do we work for ourselves why do we do real work because you know I want to be with my kid and I want to swim on the beach and I want to have a life and you know I don't I for years I had you know big boards and investors and that just crunched my head the whole time and put me under pressure and sent legal letters and I you know I, I'm choosing not to live like that and so I I I kind of created a pressure for myself and actually the good thing was it only it only took a bit of attention to pricing to change that and to relieve the pressure which is why we're here I mean it's like it's pricing is so nuanced like that. It's so interesting that making some changes in how people could pay, when they could pay, um, it changed the whole sales funnel and it took the pressure off and it all looked after itself then. And people are happy then to pay monthly and come every month and then they can dip out when they need to and that sort of thing and take a break rather exactly. than saying, I've got to commit to three months. Well, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing in three months' time and, well, I've got to commit to three months now, maybe not. And I think being able to pay monthly yes, too is a really big, th is a good thing. Uh, and what I always say in um, FMCG, in food and stuff, right, is you want people get used to buying things in a certain way. People are used to buying memberships by the month. So if you want to sell it to them by the three months, you're putting a barrier in, like take away the barriers to them parting with their money, make it easier and simpler. Just tick that off the list. Oh yeah, it's just like my other thing, just like my gym membership, tick. Instead of saying, well, you do three months. Oh, do I have to have done the first month before I, before I term, before I go into the second term? Do I have to do this? What days? You know, can I pay and say, say, or can I pay 50 pounds now? And then, so it's just about taking away barriers to make the whole customer journey smoother because there doesn't need to be, 
those barriers and then there. you don't need to worry about renewals and things like that people can take it on themselves to decide when they want to come in and out and all of that sort of yes. thing there's less admin with that too yeah because sally the reality of it is when when you it was 345 quid for three months if it's all the people in real work, you know, I know them. I, I have relationships with them as well. You know, we're close. We're close. We like each other. So if it's you, Sally, and I know that your 340 quid is coming out in two weeks, I don't just want to not say anything and then just let it roll and then just let it happen. And then you say, oh, I didn't know if that was coming out. So I'd spend the whole time prompting people. Oh, hi, Sally, just to remind you, you know, you know your payment's coming out next Tuesday. If you want to cancel it, you need to let me know by Monday. I don't know if you got my message, Sally. Do you want to cancel? Do you want to cancel? So actually what was happening is I was prompting people yeah. to leave. That's really what was happening. I was prompting people to leave because I was worried about them being inconvenienced if they weren't 100% opted in. So I had to ask them to keep, I had to keep asking them to opt in, keep getting permission to take that payment. Whereas on a monthly rolling thing, it's easy. And if they, if it, if it does come out by accident, I just say, okay, here's your money back. And it's a hundred yeah. quid. It doesn't, it doesn't really disrupt my cash flow. Whether if, whereas if you have three or four people and they want their 350 quid back, yeah. that's annoying. It's just painful, isn't it? And real yeah. work for the future? We're making an app <laughs> to migrate onto, and um, that's going to start. We so we need to do a round of fundraising, probably this autumn. I need to write a tech business plan, which I've never written before. I've written bags of other business plans, but this is going to be a tech business plan. Um, we've already done a seed round. Um, the real workers went into their pockets and bought a few shares to get us started, which is really fun, and. We need to raise a little SEIS round and make an app and start thinking about, um, yeah, monetizing and what, you know, what the future means because real work solving a lot of problems. It's solving a lot of problems that bigger organizations and institutions don't know how to solve. Problems that have been exacerbated by lockdown. We know that you know, the, the gender pay gap and that women's ability to work flexibly is um, less than men's. And we know that that's been made worse by the pandemic. So this problem, you know, is going the wrong way. And there's lots of people who would like to solve it and we're solving it. So as we solve it, you know, we just need to make sure that we parcel everything up and measure everything and keep it all contained so that when people like MasterCard come interested to find out what we're doing, then we can price it appropriately, Sally. <laughs> With lots of noughts on. Lots of noughts. The Nought, more noughts, yeah. the better. Add another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Oh, that's been brilliant. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? So if they want to find out a bit more about Do Real Work, and I definitely, definitely yeah. recommend it. It's really good. I love it. I'd love that. I'd love it. Um, click and join on the website, dorealwork or follow us on Instagram. We also have a super podcast, <laughs> which you know all about. So listen to our podcast wherever you find your podcast, but um, get in touch with me. We're very accessible. We're very um, easy yes. to find. And I had a chat with Fleur before we before I joined. It was really, yeah, it was really low touch, very easy. And uh, yeah, really good fun. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Sally. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
do rate and review five star obviously if you can wherever you get your podcasts so that more people can hear about my pricing tips you can find me on instagram at the pricing queen where i share more pricing tips so do let me know what you thought of today's episode i'll see you soon